0: This episode is brought to you by Skull Shaver, the world's best electric shaver.
1: Hey, what's up, pops? It's been a bit. How are you? Oh, here, look who it is. Get your bucket in this chair and let me give you a buzz. Thanks, pops. Feels good to be back after all that shutdown shit. Yeah, don't get me started. But hey, I got this new Skull Shaver Pro. You want to give it a lick? Yeah, sure. I actually have one of those old uh, skull shaver pit bull gold at the house, but uh, I've never seen a shaver that looks like that, Pops. What's different? Well, it's the Pro Series. I gotta have the top of the line electric shavers in my shop, or else I won't be able to stay in business. (laughs) God dang it, Karen, what are you doing here? I just need a
2: little trim pop, that's all. (laughs)
1: Karen, for the last time, this is a gentleman's barber shop, not a damn beautician parlor.
2: Oh, stop, pops! I just need a little
1: trim. <laughs> uh, so, pops, what's different about that Pro Series? I'm glad you asked. This Pitbull Gold Pro gets the job done in less than a minute. Shaves your dome as smooth as a baby's rear. Let me put this here on Baron Blade. It's for sensitive skins, and you look like you're a little sensitive guy. Easy Pops. My skin isn't sensitive. I don't think I need the Baron blade. Well that's the only thing not sensitive about your little ass. I'll toss on the Forte blade. It'll cut any type of hair in the world. I have no idea why I come here.
3: Because it's the best place in the
1: world. Shut the Shut fuck the up, fuck Karen. Up, Karen. To be honest, I'm not sure why you come here neither. You can shave your damn head yourself at home. You're right, I'll just get my own Pitbull Gold Pro. Where the hell do I even get one? On the damn internet, you stupid nerd. www.skullshaver.com Skullshaver.com? Yes, dummy. Skullshaver freaking dot com. Alright, I'm out of here. Thanks for the cut. What do I owe you? $69.69. Ha ha ha. Got him again, Karen. <laughs> Little nerd. Well, you're yep, up, Karen. Skalshaver's yep. got some electric shavers for women as well.
2: speaking of a joke get this richard i'm being boy on sunday having a nice day with my dog Decide to go down to Sailor Park to get some 13 below, you know, hit the cabana, see if Old Man Ball wants to come. Guess what he's too busy do? Fucking dealing with his yard. Can you believe that?
4: His sweet RYOBI?
2: Yeah. Too busy hanging out on his sweet RYOBI to go hang out at 13 below and have a beer with the boys. Should All right, be so
3: fixing them ugly-ass shutters. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay.
2: I'm glad glad you brought up those
0: ugly-ass shutters, and I'm glad you brought up um, Summertime, because, number one, the shutters are dealt with. They're painted and beautiful. They're still there, but painted and beautiful.
4: Shutters are never beautiful. I don't care what color you paint them.
0: If I didn't have some ugly-ass windows that they were blocking, I would have got rid of them. (laughs) But they're serving a purpose. Number two. The yard work consisted of me painting the pool for your guys' pleasure.
3: So you can suck my dick on that one. Uh,
2: that's fair. That's fair. Right. Is it is it rainbow
3: colored now?
2: Uh, is it black? Yeah, rainbow you should have painted it black it, to match the shutters. Half of
3: it's rainbow, half of it's black. and
0: um, What's the other half?
3: <laughs> but how, <laughs> how many dead bodies do you think you can fit in there?
0: It's already been... Um, 41,769.
2: That pounds. seems about the right number.
3: <laughs> That's a very large pool, but I, I agree.
2: You know what's going to be wild? Watching the NHL playoffs in the middle of July while hanging out in your pool.
0: No doubt. I want
3: hockey in the summer, and I want baseball
0: in the Just pure weather. chaos.
2: I-
3: This sounds right on, except I'm pretty sure baseball is just not going to happen this year.
2: Yeah, it does seem that way. I mean, I haven't heard anything after they floated a few ideas that were coming on hot and heavy. I don't know if I've just been out of the loop, but the past two weeks, it's been radio silence from MLB. Um,
3: MLB actually said something today that they want to do a 50 game schedule and give the players basically a prorated salary for 50 games. So it it turns out to like 30.6% of the regular schedule, so that's what they would get of their salary as well.
0: Yeah, Daddy Don is pretty hopeful that the this, this, the there will be a season, but it's going to be behind closed doors, obviously, and pretty pointless.
4: The MLB Players Union came back with something too. So both of them have come up with proposals that the other is... From what I've heard are just going to immediately
3: decline, uh, yeah the players well, are i the players had a hundred and fourteen game proposal, which is about seventy ish percent of the season. Well, they talked about so. deferring
4: payments, but when you defer payments, you defer payments with interest, and the owners don't want to do that,
3: yeah, I think that they're just so far apart right now that. It's looking pretty ugly for a baseball season this year. The,
4: the main thing is, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about it in recent episodes, because this has been going on for a while, is that baseball is already a sport where the younger generation could almost honestly give a shit about baseball. Um, and if when people need sports the most, baseball doesn't come back. Not because of the pandemic or for health reasons, but they don't come back because the two sides can't come together over money. It's going to crush them. You're you're, you're going to lose fans. An average Expression. fan won't give a shit. They'd rather go watch hockey, uh, which they may have zero interest in. They might be a baseball fan. They'll go watch hockey because at least they're doing everything they can to try to get back out on ice.
0: Hey, man, why do you got to say it like
4: that?
3: It's the truth. Yeah, it- Especially when the owners basically cut the entire minor leagues out. <laughs> and, well, did you uh, see what
0: uh, David, David Price with the uh, LA Dodgers did?
3: Yeah, but he's... that's kind of funny that a player is willing to pay the, the minor leaguers' salaries when the owner is worth...
0: Well, he's only giving each player $1,000 a month, but it's something. And I don't really know this this uh, this guy, but supposedly he hasn't even thrown a pitch for the Dodgers, yeah, and he's, he's already like stepping up pretty. He big. just
4: he just started, or he just got traded, or you know he's a free agent, got moved. There yeah, I think shoot. Sean Doolittle's doing something yeah, similar the, in the, terms the,
2: of helping pay for the the uh, minor leaguers. Which honestly, I'm surprised at how easy. I mean, I'm not surprised now, but when I found out minor legal minor leaguer salaries. Which wasn't actually too long ago. I was like shocked at how little some of them make.
0: No, it's I, like I minimum thought, wage. I figured, yeah, I figured they'd be low. But what's what's crazy is if the minor leaguers aren't being paid, then will that hurt the future of the sport? That's where my mind was going when I when I read yeah. that article.
3: I mean, they basically got rid of two thirds of the minor leagues with this cut. Like they're gone. That's players that probably aren't going to come back to the sport anytime soon because they're going to move on with their lives.
0: They have to. They fucking gotta.
2: The pyramid structure was a little deep. What were there like six or seven layers within major league baseball? If you're just thinking about, well, I need to develop prospects for the pro leagues. And that's the only point of the minor leagues then I can see the argument for, hey, we should trim some of this back. But I kind of think that the minor leagues also acts as an ambassador for the game and gives opportunities for people in smaller towns to go to pro baseball games, You know, fall in love with pro baseball. So I think it's going to hurt from that perspective. And I think it's kind of foolish uh, to to kind of let some of that goodwill collapse but we'll see
4: my thing with with uh the negotiations and i guess you could say you saw it coming with what the owners proposed and what the players proposed because at the end of the day it's, it's a negotiation so they're going to come out with the most extreme proposals they honestly can and you hope that you know soon they can meet in the middle um, but they need to do it sooner rather than later if they want to get back when all these other sports are trying to get back because they still have to have like a I guess you would call a shortened spring training. So ho- hopefully baseball comes back. We're all hopeful. We're all Cincinnati Reds fans. So we want to see baseball happen. But uh... I'm
3: honestly in shock that it's baseball players that are so money oriented. Like they have literally the best contracts in sports right now. There's no cap in mid major league baseball multiple players on the team can get 20 to 30 to $40 million a year. If you're talking your Mike Trouts and Bryce Harper's, but in those th- are some few and far go- between though. Yeah. But I mean, major league, Baseball not all of them make that money. <laughs> have dr- yeah. But those guys are pretty silent. They're pretty much like, yeah, sure. Give us whatever we can get because if we're not getting anything, it's worse than it's the big name guys that are saying, I don't really want to come back because they know the rest of their contract is guaranteed. Like they know they have 280 million more dollars coming. Yeah. I mean,
2: the argument I've heard for it, well, it's kind of twofold. The first part of it to address your salary cap thing is that this revenue sharing or split that they initially proposed They wanted to, the fear was that the owners would want to leverage that to move into some type of salary cap structure. The second part of it is, um, from what I've heard, like the way they'd split the money is based on the revenue coming in from TV dollars, since obviously there's no gate money. But the owners won't open their books to say like, hey, here's how much that pool of money would be to split among the players. Um, so those were the two complaints I heard from players. Uh, I, I don't know. I It's, it's millionaires fighting with billionaires. So it's a little bit hard to have sympathy with either side. I'm kind of like, you know, read the room guys. Like nobody is gonna really <laughs> feel sympathy for either of you. We just want to see baseball. Um, but. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough spot to be in. Well, I think
3: a lot of people are starting to feel for though your minor leaguers and your low end pros that just started their career and haven't really got a big deal yet. And if you're going to miss out on one of your young seasons, like that's a chance for you to put up numbers and get a future big deal when if I mean a guy who hasn't got a big deal yet and might miss out on a year of his prime is, is yeah really hurting and well that was
0: my point like because I mean you got to think like some of them probably aren't financially stable enough to really wait if they're not getting that money then I mean they might decide to take a different career route and then completely leave behind that sport.
2: Good luck finding the job right now. I mean, where are they going right. to go? Sewer department. Yeah, right. The sewer department doesn't have any of those sweet, sweet sewer yeah, jobs. Also, yeah. a, lot
3: of, a lot of restaurants and stuff are hiring because all their workers are still uh, choosing to be unemployed. So they have to get new people in the door um, because they're open again.
2: Spe- so. Speaking of restaurants... I've got a perfect idea for the MLB. So right now you've got restaurants reopening, but they they've got to space their tables apart and have reduced capacity, all that stuff. But if people are willing to go to restaurants, I think they'd be willing to go to the ballpark. But obviously you can't do full capacity. I know what you're doing. I think I think every stadium for each of these games should do uh, an auction. An auction off I don't know, anywhere between five and 10,000 tickets to the game. And then half of the proceeds go to like normal, you know, revenue for the teams. But then some of the proceeds go to uh, hospitals and funds to help deal with coronavirus. I think MLB would gain so much goodwill. They could find a way to get revenue. I think that would be a brilliant idea.
0: Yeah, while all that sounds great and stuff, I thought you were going to go a different route. I'm thinking more like tacos, like Chipotle, on the ball field. (laughs) Like space everyone 10 (laughs) feet apart. And and give everyone a burrito
4: with some queso.
0: Yeah, with some queso, without queso, whatever. Whatever you prefer. (laughs) Up on that ball field. Oh my
2: god. Oh, Richard, how much would you spend, your team collectively spend, to rent out the stadium to play a softball game, to play one of your like summer softball games.
4: Griffey
0: stances all day long.
4: I, I'm sure How I can find a be? big group of guys to, that would want to participate in that. And if you could get 20 to 30 guys down there, I'm sure it costs a lot of money, but once you take that amount of people and divide that kind of money, you could probably get it for somewhat of a cheap deal, and that would be badass do like an all day tournament and then yeah. let the proceeds go to you know to the team go to like what you said go to hospitals go to some go go to the that go to the awesome. concession
2: workers that aren't getting paid cuz the season's yeah. off like do stuff like that that would be so badass
4: there's things and that they you, could be doing right now yeah you know, it's just
2: i mean that that's that's it. a lot of effort but <laughs> that would be awesome so what was that first proposal you said or the most recent one the 50 games is that what you said
4: the original proposal i don't know if it was 50 games but i heard that it was half a season basically i think they said 82 games yeah i think half a season is 81 yep and they wanted to do a like a 50 profit sharing where basically players got half their salary but then a lot of some players came out uh specifically uh blake snell talked about coming out he said i'm gonna play for half my salary and then that that salary is also going to get taxed, and it gets closer and closer to plan for, you know, thirty three percent salary. So, and you got to take these players that we want to see on on baseball fields. You got to take into account that they're also people. They also have families, and they're they have Roger. to go to it. What? They're people so they people hey.
3: so Blake Snow uh, plays in Florida. You, he doesn't have an income tax. That's irrelevant. <laughs>
2: dude baseball he, is he does more exciting
0: when it's not being played
2: <laughs>
0: everyone's like i'll play for half my salary and they're like you know i'm probably never gonna play this season yeah.
4: but i'll uh forget what i was talking about so that's pretty tight um but, no anyway so basically he came out and said i gotta play for 33 percent of my salary uh, or around that number um and risk my family, risk my teammates of you know maybe getting <laughs> coronavirus, um, and then also if you're it, a lot of players aren't even going to be able to see their families because they're held up in hotels for the next six, seven, eight months or however Look long the, the season's supposed to get. Eric, shut the
2: fuck <laughs> up!
4: Jesus Christ!
2: I mean, Eric's got a fair so point. That though. was kind of what
4: the uh,
2: they are people too. They got families.
4: I, well, yeah, That's what I was saying.
2: So but, Richard, uh, I heard that proposal, and I, I, just... I heard like a lot of fan, or not a lot of fan, a lot of player kind of angst against that proposal. But between that proposal and what Nick was talking about, the 50-game proposal, I did hear about an 81-game season where the games would be played in teams' respective home stadiums. So it would it wouldn't Correct. be like this isolation you, you would, thing maybe as much,
4: but so you would stay in your same division. Yep, and most of your games would be played against the teams you already play because most teams are supposed to be close to their their uh, their division opponents, and then you would so the Reds are in the Central, so they would play the NL Central for most of the season, but they would also play the AL Central. For most of the season, to kind of cut back on uh, travel. travel. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
4: I'm, I'm all for whatever gets, you know, baseball back on the field, but also keeps everybody safe because they people's too. They is people's too.
2: So let, let's play out this 50 game season scenario. Let's say there's a postseason, they crown a World Series champion. I'm going to give you two scenarios. I want you to tell me how you react to both scenarios.
0: Are the Astros cheating in both scenarios?
2: Of course, because that's what the Astros do. But I, I in neither scenario do they this. win. So nice. you got a 50-game season. Jesus. You got a World Series. Let's say the New York Yankees win. Do you actually consider them the World Series champion? Or is there a huge no, Astros? Yeah.
0: No, you threw it out.
2: I don't count that at all. But... If Are the you the not counting it because it's the New York? If the, if York the Reds games, win, I'm 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 getting all the World Series championship gear in the world. Zero okay.
0: asterisk
3: victory of all time. Okay, so we're throwing bias like into on. this.
2: We're throwing bias
4: in this. Got it. No,
3: obviously.
2: The, 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 the point I'm trying to make is that, like, of course, if my team won, I'd be stoked and I'd defend it to the death that it, they were the World Series. Yeah, you don't champion, give a shit how they got there. If any other team won, I would just completely disregard it. Like, there is no chance. <laughs> it, it's not, I mean, a 50 game MLB season does not even come close to the rigors of a 162 game season that you have to go through to make it into the playoffs. Like, I, I.
0: But on the flip side, if the Reds did win, then you'd use the argument like, they only had so little time to make it to get it done and they did it. They pulled through all You could all throw in adversity. countless arguments. It's oh, these guys. The beautiful run.
4: <laughs> but you're you're right, Sam. Like look at the te- look at the uh Washington Nationals who won it last year. At the midway point of the season, they were like 18 games out of uh first place and they snuck into the wild card at the end of the season by playing 162 baseball games and ended up winning the world series. So like you could, like I said, you can look at it from either way, but you can't really crown a true champion if they're not playing an entire season. But I'm to the point right now, I don't give a flying rat's ass who's crowned the champion at the end of the year. I just want to see baseball.
3: Yeah. I'll play a 50 game fantasy season. If it gets me there, that's all I really care about. How
0: exciting would baseball be? if They just did knockout rounds i was it is.
3: i was thinking round robin each team plays every other team twice and then you go into playoffs with like you know two-thirds of the league like hockey
2: that i think that would actually be really i mean exciting. if they're only going to do 50 games maybe expand it a little bit and you play each team twice in the entire league, although that would defeat the point of traveling.
3: That's what I just really? said. Really? So <laughs> that's what I literally
2: just said. I'll say Hell yeah! It would
0: be really cool. Would be really cool if, if they did like a like a two game series where each team played each other <laughs> twice, and then <laughs> guys, Eric, that's that genius. A, guys, that hear, a me idea. hear me out. <laughs> hey.
2: No, I was too busy thinking about uh, the NBA apparently is taking the Champions League model and doing like a group stage tournament or that's their proposal is do like a group stage tournament um, and then do a knockout tournament from the winners of the group stages which I think is pretty awesome
4: yeah they're taking teams that were like on the bubble of making the playoffs because there was only like what a handful of games left uh, at the end of the season so they're taking teams that were like on the bubble from being outside the playoffs and the other part of the teams that were just barely in and like having them play each other to see who would win and again you could you could go either way you could be like well they're not playing the last sixteen games or you know they're only playing three games to get into the playoffs blah 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 but it is kind of a cool way to see those bubble teams make the playoffs because of something instead of just cutting the season short and then just taking the teams that were there already and then playing the playoffs from there. It is kind of speaking of
2: which that's exactly kind of what the NHL has planned to do. So, so the NHL came out with their plan to go forward with the league. And for a long time, it was kind of all over the place. They kind of really bumbled it for a while. They were talking about doing the draft before the playoffs, which makes no sense because you can't do trades. You don't know where teams are going to land. But I think they finally landed on a format that isn't a complete fuck up, um, which is like NBA. They're going to take those bubble teams and do a play in round. So normally NHL has got 16 teams that make the playoffs, eight in each conference. Here, what they're going to do is they're going to take um, 24 teams 24, in. 24, Sam. 24. 24. And then do uh, best of five play-in rounds, kind of make up the final 16 amongst the lowest ranked teams. So I think it's 6 through 12. I think I have that right. 5 through 12. 5 Sam, through 12.
3: 5 through 12.
2: Mass, not my strong suit um
3: <laughs> and the, uh, yeah cool <laughs> analytics degree yeah. uh so i'm gonna go in th- the uh oh go ahead nick sam also the uh top four seeded teams are going to do a round robin style where they all play each other once and to determine the top de- four de- seeds yeah that's gonna determine the top four seeds which so. is
4: kind of cool that you get to watch those as a fan. But it kind of sucks for teams that might have already had the one seed locked in. Or like, I guess there were still a lot of games to be played, but it could suck for a team like, I'm pretty sure it was uh, like Boston, who was crushing it. And then now they could lose one game and be the four seed. Well, of the
0: one. I'm a Blue Jackets fan, yeah. so I feel like if they ever have a chance to win this... The time
4: is now. That, that's they from what I was looking I, at, they I, could have a tough road. Yeah, they I could have a
0: really tough, tough road. road. But look, they're in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, once again, which for our Ohio team is kind of the best you can ask for. But uh yep. right. I mean Richard to your point, normally when they're jockeying for that number one, number two, number three spot, a lot of that comes down to like the last couple games of the season. That's rare a team would lock it in this far in advance. So, I, it it makes sense and with the NHL, there's so much randomness in the playoffs. I mean, you routinely see seven seeds be two seeds, one seeds go down to eight seeds. So, yeah, the I don't know if the difference is going to make that much. Year. Yeah but a dominated
3: Tampa Bay which was one of the best regular season teams ever so
2: oh not just one of the best regular like, season teams ever That's kind of an anomaly they, they were like playing NHL 20 on easy mode like it you could play NHL on your Xbox and not do as well as the Lightning did they had a dominant regular season and then they just fell apart e- even though i've stated that like i don't know how much stock i'm going to put in the Stanley Cup champion from this type of weird bastardized season, I'm really excited for these playoffs. Um, Cause I think there's a lot of awesome matchups starting with what I think is going to be the best matchups and not just from a biased Rangers fan, but the hurricanes are going to play the Rangers. Um, and the hurricanes are actually a really solid team, but for whatever reason, the Rangers cleaned up on the Hurricanes this year. And from what I've heard, in terms of like the backroom negotiations, the Hurricanes absolutely did not want this format solely because they were going to have to play the Rangers. They appealed to the league that it should be uh, 16-team, best of seven, too bad. If you weren't going to make the playoffs, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. And also might be one of the last times Henrik Lundqvist will get to play with the, the Rangers they've got a new up and coming goalie um, Igor Shosturkin who's looking like he's going to take Henrik Lundqvist's spot so I think this is going to be a pretty, pretty awesome series um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it
0: I got a thought. There's not one fucking person on the planet that's afraid of a New York Ranger.
2: Oh.
3: How much is Kako Capo gonna play? I don't know. I, Nick, you making up words over there? Oh,
2: Kako's my boy. So. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: How much Kako? Kako uh,
2: has celiac disease and diabetes. <laughs> and I think he's pretty worried about uh, potentially catching COVID-19 given the complications that could happen with diabetes, making it pretty severe. So I think he's more than likely not going to play. Um, That said, he struggled uh, this year. I I know you guys don't watch a ton of hockey, but uh, he understandably struggled. He's an 18 year old. I mean, normally like MLB, you send your draft picks down to develop in the minor leagues for a bit. so it it was understandable that he didn't quite live up to the hype that was expected from a, a number two overall pick. So I, I don't think it's a big blow to the Rangers' chances, but I'd be surprised if he plays. It's
4: wild uh you know so much about the Rangers. Are you like a fan or something? Yeah, dog. It's since until the- <laughs> I
2: die. Since until <laughs> it, gonna- it gonna- I die, do- except for the Rangers, <laughs> baby. Well, who am I going to root for? I mean, I I love the I Cyclones, but... ECHL is only going to take me so far, baby.
0: But the NHL will take you up to Columbus.
4: When he started liking hockey,
0: yeah. Columbus I wasn't know. around. No, so. Don't make excuses
4: for him. I got a will. soft
2: spot for Columbus know, in my heart.
4: I, I know people okay, that okay. are from Cincinnati that are Pittsburgh Pirates fans because they were one of the
3: closest teams.
2: That's bullshit. <laughs>
4: and I and hate disgusting. those
2: people.
3: Yeah, but the Reds always exist. They're not Pirates. Did I say you, Pirates? The Penguins. Penguins. And Pirates. No. It doesn't
0: matter what you said. I heard penguins, penguins, Pirates.
4: Penguins? Who gives a shit?
3: Nah, that's just because there's a bunch of people in Cincinnati that secretly love Pittsburgh because they just love a yep. winner.
0: There's a bunch of people in Cincinnati that love all kinds of winning teams, and it's, and it's annoying.
2: We are from love, a, love a fair weather teams.
0: fan city. Yeah, love the teams even if they suck.
2: Speaking of teams that suck in Columbus, let's talk about the next playoff matchup. Uh, so Columbus gets the, I don't know if this is fortunate or unfortunate is it the, matchup. Is it Islanders? No, they're going up against yeah, the Maple the Leafs. Leafs. So this is going to be a really interesting matchup because coming into the oh, season, I, I thought that. the Maple Leafs were set for a deep playoff run. They've got uh, a bunch of stars. So they've got Austin Matthews, who's, probably arguably one of the top five players in the league um, behind like McDavid. Um, You could make an argument for dry and some other folks. Uh, But then
3: they also pasta Pasta.
2: Panarin. um, Yeah, but he's, he'd he'd be in that top five conversation and then they got John Tavares, which is also like top line center. Uh, They've got some good wingers like Mitch Marner. So
3: Mitch Marner. Yeah, they,
2: they they were supposed to be kind of a really loaded team offensively. They kind of didn't do great this year. They had to fire I think they fired their coach midseason. Um they promoted their AHL coach Sheldon Keefe. Uh and I think they've done a bit better since then. But I mean they were kind of a playoff bubble team as indicated by their seed. Maple Leafs are the 8 seed and Columbus is the 9 seed.
3: They actually had the same percentage point record, which is how they base the seeding, so I don't know it's be- I guess because the-, the Leafs had a little bit more games yeah. played or if they went to like third and fourth percentages, I guess.
0: I I also think that this whole virus has kind of helped out Columbus because during the season, they had a ton of injuries and I think a lot of those guys have healed Uh, up.
2: Although on, on the other side, yeah, I think they, um, I I think they ranked first in what's called man games lost, which is just like how many games multiplied by like how long you're out. Uh, essentially how many games did the, did the players miss? Um, so yeah, they, they got beat up, but Saying that, I think from what I remember, they were on a kind of hot streak, uh, and maybe that was like a little bit before the virus, like in January, early February range. Um, but they were starting to look like they could pull it together. So
0: they were they they were hit or miss all season long. Like they would go on a, like a stretch where they'll yeah. look unbeatable, and then randomly they fall off and look like the worst team in the league. But I also think that came down to a, a lot of those injuries that I just mentioned. I think the team, was, they were, it was hard for them to find that, that gel to play together because of those injuries, which I know could be said about almost any team. But they, I think they're
3: missing their star players and that hurt them. Weren't the Jackets really supposed to be kind yeah. of irrelevant this year? like didn't they lose like, their three? Deshawn
2: was players the other big name year. they lost. And they, they also lost, lost uh, they lost uh Zingle. They lost uh, Ryan Zingle who went to to Carolina, yeah. who's one of those right. guys they brought in for the playoff run. So, I mean, they weren't supposed to do all that much. Um I I thought they kind of punched above their weight, but I give them a pretty good chance against Toronto. Like I said, Toronto's been underwhelming I think Tortorella does a great job coaching his teams and uh, their goalie. God, I butcher his last name. Elvis Merz um has looked pretty good. So I- I'm excited. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah.
2: I would say this year I've probably watched as many blue jackets games solid. as Rangers games. So about 20 for each team. And I don't know. I, 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 I'm I bullish on the Blue Jackets in this series. All right. Those are the two big ones I want to talk about since I have rooting interest. But a couple other matchups I'll just throw out there that I think look pretty interesting. Um, Calgary Flames versus Winnipeg. Always love it when two Canadian teams go up against each other. And you've got some star names in Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Laine playing in the series. Um, also just some beast uniforms. I love the Calgary flames and the Winnipeg jets uniforms. So I think that should be a fun one to watch. Um, I I think the Oilers if it's a Blackhawks will be quite a blowout. Uh, McDavid and dry had beast years for the Oilers. Chicago is like just aging stars. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, their younger talents starting to rise up, but this is not going to be their year. So I expect them to uh, to get through pretty easily. Unfortunately, I think the Penguins getting the Montreal Canadiens should be a pretty easy road. Um, Canadians kind of suck, even though everybody wants to talk about Carey Price in the playoffs. I think um, Predators versus Arizona. That's a kind of an interesting series. Predators haven't looked all that great, uh, considering how they were what in the playoff or in the Stanley Cup a couple years ago, and they were supposed there were another team like Toronto that was supposed to be good. Um Yeah. And then I think the last series Arizona's is Ver- young, uh, Vancouver in. versus Minnesota. Um Vancouver's another young team uh, with Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen. And Wild is another team who probably should not be in the playoffs. They were kind of really dysfunctional this year, fired their coach. um, But once again, pulled on off one of those crazy hot streaks in January that made them somewhat relevant. So we'll see how it goes. But I don't know. I, I think this format, while I won't be, you know, considering the winner unless it's the Rangers, the true Stanley Cup champion for this year, um, I think this format's going to be entertaining. You,
3: you don't think that they played enough of the regular season that this extra round makes it enough games to really. I mean, I think this season was long enough.
4: How many games were were left I mean, off of the they season? They got
3: to about seventy games for most of the teams, so they had about ten to twelve left. Okay, for
0: mm. hockey's brutal, though. I mean, like, even if I feel like there's a lot of heart in that sport, so like, even even if it's like a small little playoff format like this, it's the result of it. I think will still be deserving.
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have an you throw in an extra best of five series, so three to five more games, you're 85 to 90% of your season
4: done. So I was uh, listening to a, a sports talk radio show this morning, and they had Brad Keselowski on there, who won at Bristol this week. And they brought up a subject and asked him about his prep time going into the race. And we don't ever see a lot of it, but he talked about how like he would get to the track on Friday and between Friday and Saturday, they would obviously have qualifying, which we would see. But on Friday and Saturday, there's about six hours where they spend on the track. And then there's a lot of, you know, getting together, going over tactics or whatever you want to call it, strategies, things like that, that they haven't gotten, got to do with all the, you know, all the COVID-19, all the pandemic going on right now. A Brad Keselowski basically said he shows up on Sunday or Sunday or Wednesday, gets in a car, races, goes home. And I guess what I'm trying to get through all of this is that because of the no prep time, the races have been sloppy. <laughs> that That's what you want to call it for lack of a better term. Um, but in a sport like NASCAR, kind of makes it fun because the casual fan kind of wants to see rex yeah you i kind of i, I kind of caught a little bit of the race yesterday uh the 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 um this past race and th- it was sloppy there was a lot of wreck. and i'm not the biggest nascar fan anymore track, though. Look, look, right Bristol's like, wild hey. but at the same time it was mm-hmm. extra sloppy because of everything and uh my question is uh sam you might be able to answer the first one uh do you like do you know what kind of prep time they have going into this playoff and two uh this is for all of you guys do you think that hockey would maybe look a little bit more fun if it was more like an echl game where they they kind of look sloppy out there
0: fuck yes again, again i, I do are all favorable to <sighs> my team let everyone look sloppy rusty more chances for blue jackets to get there and if there's fights like fucking no other because they really have no they, they can't really get in trouble I mean, I guess they can, but like it's already playoff time, so yeah. I hope it gets rowdy as fuck.
2: Well, I mean, they they definitely could still get suspended in the playoffs for unnecessary nah, fights. <laughs> it's,
4: it's it's COVID. Do you know like if there's any kind of show. prep time though, Sam, before they go in? Yeah, into this? but
2: it's not a ton. I think the players were hoping for more time, but I think they're getting about two weeks, which it yeah, really is my point for the the. Stanley Cup champion having an asterisk more so than, oh, you didn't finish out the regular season. I mean, to be honest, you know, 14 or whatever games were left. It's not a ton of the season, but what's going to be interesting to see is all of the players that got into their vibes over this season and really got into the groove and routine of playing because so many athletes are just all about their routines that got thrown off completely. So they're going to have to come back with basically an abbreviated preseason and then without even really really any games and then try to go straight into playoff mode. I, I think like Eric said, it's going to really help out the underdogs. I think it's going to be a lot more chaotic than even the chaos we normally see in the NHL playoffs. I don't necessarily think it'll make for a better product because it will be sloppier but i guess it depends on what you're what you're watching it for if you're watching it for unpredictability and uh a very casual hockey fan i think you'll enjoy it more i think people who are more into hockey might view it as lower quality but um you know it's it's better than nothing do you feel like
4: that's something that like might be noticeable to someone like you who watches? Hockey oh, yeah, I think there's going to be more basis. missed
2: passes, just miscommunication. I think players are going to be a bit out of shape. I know some of them, you know, may have been staying in shape, but I'm, I'm sure some of them have kind of been slacking on their routines. And then, like I said, athletes are so routine driven that when you're five months into a season, you're in the zone of your routine. Whereas, you know, coming back with a, a few months or a few weeks of practice after a few months off, I, I think it's going to be noticeable.
0: Yeah, like if you've you're ever been to a EHL game and then watch an NHL game on TV, the skill difference is extremely noticeable. So like, yeah, if, if someone that watches that NHL regularly and then they see they start making mistakes and stuff, yeah, it's gonna be very noticeable. Um, it it really makes you appreciate the NHL players because their skill level is so high. They rarely make any mistakes, and you think about that's a very it's it's such a difficult sport. Just to just to making some of those passes blow my mind. And I think NHL fans kind of take it for granted. And I'm all about this tournament because, like I said, it's going to be beneficial to my team because hopefully it is a little rusty and. uh because they capitalize capitalizing that shit.
3: You don't think Rust benefits the team with maybe more superstars more, though, on one hand? Because it's like, hey, we're better. So if this team isn't really performing, like, in rhythm, like the underdog, if the underdog's not performing in rhythm, shouldn't the more talented players, per se, like, overrule that?
0: Great inter... Grit and determination, Nick. That's I, all you need. I
2: think if we were talking about, like, basketball, which is much more star-driven, I, I think that would hold more than in hockey. I mean, you definitely could see a guy like Connor McDavid come out or Sidney Crosby come out and just blow by people, kind of take the game over single-handedly. But I I don't know. like. I've been watching the last dance and watching Jordan in his prime just literally, like, be the whole team the entire game has been insane. Like, there really isn't... or there really aren't too many sports where one person can so thoroughly, thoroughly dominate.
4: It really is
0: wild watching him in his prime like, just go... Some of the plays he did, and it looks like there's you could almost eliminate everyone on the court and it looked like no one affected him.
2: Dude, it's insane. And also, another thing that's been blowing my mind about it, looking at the body types of NBA players versus NBA players now, literally only 20, 30 years later, Jordan does not look... Skinny. Yeah, just skinny, super lean muscle. Uh, His weight trainer was like... He burns off so many calories, it took, like, a lot of work to put 10 pounds of muscle on this guy. Uh, and it still doesn't look like it. Like, if you compare him to what LeBron looks like, it's right. insane. And and this well, I mean, dude Kobe just lit that big. it up.
0: He, they, but, like, you see, like, modern-day basketball players, seem like most of them, their shoulders are just fucking... They're so massive. I mean, the whole body's yeah. massive, but their shoulders, like, just keep going.
3: Not everybody's, like... I mean, LeBron is a crazy exception He's an exception I feel like uh Giannis is another one that's super but like there's a I mean Steph's not any rip James Harden's lengthy Russell Westbrook's skinny Trey Young skinny
2: yeah but Jordan was like looks 205
3: just tall Like
0: Jordan looked like Dave Chappelle.
2: (laughs) I mean, do not picture Dave Chappelle as like
3: (laughs) Jordan is basically Clay Thompson's build, though. Like,
2: yeah, but Clay Thompson is not Michael Jordan. I don't know. I know it's just insane watching
0: now. Dave Chappelle is the Michael Jordan of comedy.
4: What what he's trying to say is there's just an evolution to the modern day athlete yeah. now from 30 years ago. You could see it in all kinds of sports. Like you looked at, you know, the the Bears back in the day when they had one of the best defenses, their linebackers were a bunch of fat dudes. Yeah. And now they're athletic dudes that can that can cover tight ends and wide receivers and and they run fucking 43s getting to the quarterback, things like that. Just the evolution of the modern day athlete. You see the apex
0: on top of uh the, all that fat
4: yeah, yeah, and at the end of the day, these hey, 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 people still...
3: Overall, a lot <laughs> more completely fit basketball players, but...
0: Overall, they're all completely... People.
2: I <laughs> feel like you guys they should talk about where that too. comes from.
4: We shouldn't. Just leave we it. just let it go right now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe for another time. Just know that it was a sad day. Rest in peace, MJ.
2: Nothing's better than inside jokes that you don't explain.
0: (laughs) 417, MJ.
2: Good night. (laughs) What? (laughs) Are we done? Is that you signing off?
0: No, that's me just saying, I'm capitalizing that moment of uh, people too. Summarizing the moment of we's people too.
3: Do we want to talk about hockey
2: anymore? I think we're good. All I'm going to say is...
3: We didn't even talk about any of the top seeds. Like, do you think anybody?
0: Do we need to? Do we need to? Are they even people, too?
4: I waste peoples, too. Just bring back glowing pucks to hockey, and if Eric's hitting wrist shots, you probably got Jades. (laughs) Peace out.
2: out.